This is Brett. This is Steve. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Move Milkers? Welcome back to the Skywalk episode 115. Jeff is not here today because Jeff just welcomed a baby Padawan into the world. Congratulations, Jeff. And that's why I'm here with Steve. Steve is filling in for Jeff today. Welcome back, Steelbook Steve. Thanks for having me, Brett. Coming to you live here from the home office. Steve, it's really great having you back. You you may remember Steve from episodes such as, I think it was like the Solo, A Star Wars Story pregame show. I completely forget. Man, that was great. That was so much fun. So I thought- That was in person. Yeah, we were in person. We could see each other. We could hug each other, which we did. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thank you so much, Steve. You've got gigantic shoes to fill for Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I recommend starting with forgetting every Star Wars character name you can. That'll be difficult. And that will make for a smooth transition for all the listeners. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer and other things. But before we do, social meteors. This is where the good move milkers can find us on social media on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Skywalk. Sky is in sky. Walk is in the thing you cook in. Spelled W-O-K. Leave us a review. Steve, you left us a review once, didn't you? More than likely. It was probably short. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you did. And yeah, if you do, make it short like Steve. Everyone will appreciate that. Um, On, you know, Steve, I don't have my normal notes. On Spotify, same deal. Search for The Skywalk. Twitter, at The Skywalk. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash The Skywalk. Steve, you're the one who made us change the name of the Skywalk Facebook page. Well, the old name wasn't no longer the name of the show. You thought that could be uh, misleading to people? Just having two different names for our show? People can't even grasp the possibility of having like an active alternate timeline in Star Wars. <laughs> so they're not going to be able to grasp two names for your show. What, do you think we should get a, a Kelvin timeline in Star Wars, Steve? Yes. Uh, yeah, we might. <laughs> we might. <laughs> Um, I feel like there's one more social media, Potomatic. Usually Jeff does this and he slow jams it, but I can't do that. So it's Star Wars Over Coffee at Potomatic.com. Potomatic, yeah. Oh, Steve, you could have done it. Can you slow jam it? Star Wars Over Coffee at Potomatic.com. So once again, congrats to Jeff and his wife and his family on their new beautiful baby boy. I've seen a picture. Guys, he looks, he looks a lot like Jeff. But don't tell his wife. Good thing is she doesn't listen to this show. Steve, before we get into uh, the meat of our episode, it's time, Mm -hmm. as always, for Waititi Watch. This is where we give you the latest and greatest about Taika Waititi. Steve, Taika Waititi is always doing stuff. Now, the reason we talk about Mm -hmm. him on the show originally was because he directed an episode of The Mandalorian Season 1, which was uh, Chapter 7, The Reckoning, which won an Emmy Award last night, by the way. Um, But he's also been announced as the director and co-writer of an upcoming yet unnamed Star Wars film. So nobody knows when that's coming out. No one knows if it really will come out or if it's just one of those things that Disney told investors right. while they're in desperation pandemia mode. <laughs> uh, but what has me a little worried is this, Steve. The latest news on Taika Waititi. Yes, I have my window open. Yes, there's a truck backing up outside. Taika Waititi 
has been hired to direct and executive produce Our Flag Means Death, a pirate series for HBO Max. Steve, everything about this sounds wonderful. Apparently, it's about a real guy who did not become a pirate in the normal way. But instead, he was like a really rich dude who basically had his own ship built and decided to give up being a super rich aristocrat to become a pirate. This is apparently a real story, and uh, and it sounds super fun. Like, it doesn't sound like uh, there could be anything more right for Taika Waititi to do. Steve, my thing with this is I was a little skeptical about when will Taika Waititi actually ever make a Star Wars, and now I'm wondering, like, if right. he will ever make a Star Wars film because he's still working on Thor Love and Thunder, the bestly named Marvel movie of all time. I get high hopes for that action. I do too. I do too. High and, hopes. And by the way, Steve, did you hear that they're going to be using the volume, which is the stagecraft LED set that they used to film The Mandalorian? Okay. The question I have for you is, how is that news? Like, The Mandalorian, most of the show, that when I watched the first season of The Mandalorian, I literally had no idea that... I was watching some gigantic LED screen behind a dude in a warehouse. No, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. So the fact that they're going to, oh, we're going to use the volume to record a a movie. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Especially in a pandemic. (laughs) Like, what else are you going to do? Are you going to get like 600 people in Wadi Rum to get COVID tests every day? (laughs) Or are you going to use the volume? Uh, But anyways, I'm just worried. Taika, do you really, do you really have time for Star Wars? Steve. Yes, sir. I am so excited. This is such an amazing time of year. Football is back. Mm-hmm. The NBA finals are coming soon. Nobody cares. My favorite beer is coming out again next week. What is it? It's called Space Monster from Lamplighter Brewing in Cambridge. Okay. So if you live anywhere in New England, yeah. even if you're at the northern tip of Maine, drive down to Lamplighter. And get some Space Monster. I'm going to I'm gonna seek this stuff out. I need to coordinate with you. Oh my goodness, it's so good, Steve. But best of all, Steve, The Mandalorian Season 2 is coming so oh. soon. So soon. It'll be here quick. Just over a month away. Yep. And this week, we got our first look, the first trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2. Steve, I just want to know, first of all, what was your your overall reaction to the trailer? Were you overwhelmed, underwhelmed? perfectly whelmed i would say i was right in the middle i was right in the middle i i saw a lot of cool things i didn't get the impression that i was spoiled as to anything big yeah which is is always a worry nowadays considering what we've gotten over the past few years for trailers but uh much like the dune trailer we were talking about earlier i really didn't get a lot of plot points spoilery I mean, there were flashes of scenes, flashes of places, flashes of people. Yeah. But no idea what's going on. Exactly. No, I, I, I fully agree. With the Dune trailer, Steve, I mean, that gave me so many feels having read the book. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that's a good sign. And the same thing for The Mandalorian, which is uh, it's it's not the best thing for immediate gratification. We're not getting I wasn't blown away by The Mandalorian season two trailer. But no. the reason I think that's a good thing is because we now know 
after the way John Favreau hid Baby Yoda from the entire world until that first episode came out, um, we now know how much they are willing to hide. Yes. And I think they're only more empowered now, right? I mean, he had to convince the people at Disney to let mm-hmm. uh, to not sell Baby Yoda merch last holiday yeah. season. You held off the marketing machine. Can you imagine that's how something. much? That's that's good. Uh, it's that's remarkable. Good. So now, but it worked, right? Mm-hmm. So so now when John Favreau says, "Hey, look, I'm not putting anything. Like maybe we might only give you deleted scenes for the trailer. For <laughs> for all we know, right. yeah. none of this stuff will be in there. No, it will. Cutting floor trash. So I'm glad. I'm glad that we didn't see a whole lot. Uh, Jeff and I, if if any, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that. We don't always watch trailers. Uh, typically, we do always watch the first trailer for something um, mm-hmm. and maybe the second one as well for the movies. Uh, but sometimes we've stayed away from the trailers just to, I think with The Force Awakens, we only watched. You didn't watch all 380 TV spots? We did not. We did not you watch any of the every, TV spots. Every two second ad? Yeah, we watched like the initial Thanksgiving Day teaser. Oh. Then we watched. Oh my goodness, that was Black Friday, my friend. Sorry, that was amazing. Oh, was it? Yeah, was it the day after. Ridiculous. Okay. Um, yep. Then we we did watch the Chewy Were Home teaser, which is legendary. But we didn't watch anything after that, which was really hard not to watch anything after that. I can't even remember anything after that. So, um, but there was a lot. But um, mm-hmm. but in this case, I feel really good about watching it because yeah, they barely showed us anything. Steve. Yes. The one thing that made my heart sing was that bantha the bantha with the tuscan raider rider that thing was so sweet it's so good i don't know how like john favreau and everybody you know the creative team on this show have a way of making things look exactly like the original trilogy but somehow better without compromising the integrity of the original trilogy aesthetic it is so good. And I don't know if you noticed, Steve, but looking at that shot, there's, um, you know, I've been hoping that with this season, I loved the Mandalorian season one. Mm-hmm. I also felt like they can do better. And I felt like they're, they've, of course. they've oh, yeah. only got up to go, you know, and this was like their first foray into the technology, into making a Star Wars live action show. And it's only going to get better. And that shot, I felt like if you look really closely, the, the way the Bantha's fur is blowing in the wind. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And that shot. Now, Steve, you said that, you know, when you watch season one, you couldn't really tell that they were filming in a thing with giant LED screens all around them. There were times where I got a feel for that, where, you know, you can tell it's not 100 percent real. You can't quite put your finger on why. Um, OK, that's okay. how I felt about it. And again, it didn't it didn't detract from my experience. I loved it. And some of the scenes did feel so 100% real that I still wonder how they managed to pull that off. That shot looks so real that the only way you know anything's fake is because you know that the Razor Crest isn't flying through the sky. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But man, that's that. So for me, for me, Steve, that was the kill shot of the trailer. Nice. Is there a shot for you? Is there something from you in the trailer that was your kill shot that just was like, that just struck you straight to the heart? Well, the the one thing that made me really open my eyes was the shot of the hooded figure. Yeah. When the narrator, when Din is talking to the armorer. Yep. In the, the, part of the narration portion and talking about the Jedi. Right. 
and you, you see a hooded figure. And I think that was all Not, narration from season one. I think that was all from that one yes. episode. Yeah, that's yeah. previous conversation. I was really intrigued by that. Yep. I was really intrigued by that. And then this, um, that we kind of call it the snow planet, but it didn't look like Hoth. It was different. Right. Uh, that we all kind of, a lot of the, a lot of the nerds out on the, on the <laughs> interwebs are theorizing that it's all this one same planet called Ilum. That really? We're, yes. Oh, Steve. Okay. Tell me more about Ilum. So let's start with Ice Planet. Ice Planet. So the Razorcrest, you see the shot of the Razorcrest going toward an Ice Planet. Fairly close to the surface, and there's a big, there's a big like canyon or cavern or yep. trench or something. Yeah, uh, not cut into it. It looks naturally formed. Uh, Steve, it's a real place. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so of course it is. I don't even know why you would say that. It's filmed live on Uranus, <laughs> but the galaxy far, far away thing. I don't know. If we have to, we'll have to get somebody on that. Yeah, just how far? <laughs> but anyway, so the this. This planet called Ilum was featured in the video game Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. At different times. It was featured in some Clone Wars stuff where this is where the Jedi would go for their kyber crystals a yep. lot of times. Oh. And uh, Baby gets a kyber crystal? Who knows? Oh, no boy. idea if this is even the place. Because, But there's also conflicting evidence or possibilities with that because the first – the fast forward to The Force Awakens – that planet is Starkiller Base now. <gasps> and when you jump back to the Ahsoka book, uh-huh. which takes place in between episode three and four, okay. Ilum is already being worked on by the Empire for harvesting kyber crystals. Oh, okay. Part of the Death Star project. So right. it it we're now five, six years past Return of the Jedi, I believe, is the timeline for the Mandalorian. So yeah. What what kind of condition is Ilum in? The Empire is kind of dead. Yep. Are they still out on that outskirts? Because Ilum isn't in the middle of the solar system, the galaxy. It's yeah. it's more an outer rim kind of planet. I'd have to look at the nerd map to see if I'm <laughs> accurate with outer rim, <laughs> mid rim, unknown region. But very intriguing. Very intriguing. That sounds great. I thought those scenes uh, on on that planet looked awesome. I think the mm-hmm. there's a scene of the Mandalorian walking um, into. Sort of a Fortress of Solitude-esque cavern, it seems, on that yeah. planet. Um, but the shot looks great. I mean, every everything looks super duper real uh, in this trailer. Steve, should we talk about that hooded character that you mentioned? Um, sure. That character is played by WWE Diva and Snoop Dogg's cousin, Sasha Banks. Yes, um, absolutely. That that. The evidence is pretty clear. I know a lot of people saying, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to say 100% because it's just based on rumor. Hey, yeah, dude, that's her. Stop. Yeah, I mean, they literally showed her face. Right. So- <laughs> right. The side-by-side of her and the character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Sasha Banks, everybody. Very happy to see her in the show. Steve, it's funny that sure. in this trailer, we find out that Gamorreans are wrestlers and wrestlers may be Jedi. What do you mean wrestlers may be <laughs> Jedi? What are we talking about? Well, I she's a that. wrestler. And she's oh, playing, I oh mean, goodness. we don't know, so okay. we don't know who she's playing. We don't have to dig into that. I mean, that, you know, right. we, we could speculate no about it. Um, I saw someone even speculate that she could be playing Sabine, which I don't know. I, I don't think that's very <sighs> likely, but I, I mean, she could be. Steve, do you yeah. want to predict who next season's wrestler will be? I mean, we got Gina Carano. Oh, oh, well, she's not a wrestler. Let's not paint her with that brush, sir. Oh, right. Oh, right. She's not a wrestler. MMA practitioner. MMA. So that's a lot um, different than WWE. Kinda, um, the the strikes are real, but 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'll, yeah, probably The Undertaker. I think okay. The Undertaker might be in there next year. Okay. All right. I think The Undertaker is, he's going to play King Prana, who uh, was only mentioned in The Force Awakens, and I've always wanted to see. <laughs> um, the first thing I noticed, Steve, when watching this trailer. Yeah. Ludwig. Our man, Ludwig Mandalorianson Gorenson. Just owning it. Like, and mm-hmm. it starts in with that huge honking didgeridoo. It, it felt to me like, again, <laughs> talk about being empowered from everything that went well with season one. I feel like Jon Favreau came back and was like, dude, do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what he did last year? Do way more. <laughs> do way more. Do way more. Crank the didgeridoo up to 11. So it, okay. So do you think that's what that, that is? I don't really know. It's some sort of, I don't know. He, he did use a lot of um, like woodwind instruments and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he used the ocarina from Zelda. The first notes you hear, I don't think are that. Right. It's the next, it's the next piece that starts up is that really low rhythmic humming almost. But the nerds, some of the nerds are going crazy about that, that sound because they say that that sounds just like um, in Jedi Fallen Order. There's some, they're, they're, that's like a person singing. Oh really? Or yodeling or something. Okay. So I think these these people might just be reaching for attachments to this video game. But I think they are, Steve. I think these it's people, possible. these it's these nerds, whoever they are, because that's not there us, are people clearly. No, we're not nerds. No, what are we doing we're right not now? Nerds at all. <laughs> no, we're talking about a movie here, a TV show. Um, I think they're gonna set themselves up for disappointment. Which is something I try not to do. You know, Steve, I'm, I've been happy that over. Mm-hmm. You know, if this podcast has helped me in one way. It's yeah. detaching any meaning from trailers. So I think when we first saw the trailers for The Force Awakens, Jeff and I, you know, would dream about what that one glimpse was like, oh, that character is going to, you know, the first shot they show of Kylo Ren, it was just like, oh, I had a vision of who this dude was going to be in my mind. Sure. Which at one point was Luke Skywalker, which was totally wrong. But that's what people thought at that time. <laughs> anyway, so then you see the movie and you're disappointed because it's not what you had in your head. You create your own story and you're immediately disappointed. Exactly. So now, like, mm-hmm. I, it, it doesn't even happen. My brain has, like, sort of just severed that connection where it's just like, don't even try. You're just setting yourself up for disappointment. Steve, let me tell you my one concern about the show. And I, I, Bring it. This is not a huge concern. Uh, actually, I have two concerns. Here they are. Mm-hmm. One... I felt like there were some things in the trailer that were a little too real world. Now, as we mentioned, Star Wars is a real thing that really happened in real places a long time ago. But yes, some of them look a little too similar to our world for my liking. Now, I don't I'm not totally off on these things yet. So so in the trailer. Sure. He's walking on, on one planet, which I believe is different than the ones that we've talked about so far. There's a planet that's basically filled with graffiti. That cityscape is, yeah, was, right. looked like it was t- tore up. Yeah, it, yep. it, it's it's mostly seen in the dark. Although I think it may be the same planet um, where he's on a boat with Baby Yoda, which also, that was really cool. Which we think might be Moncala. Really? <gasps> yep. Steve, you're blowing my mind. Bro, the loading dock is full of Quarren. Yeah. Quarren, a part of the species that populate Moncala. Oh, my goodness. All the Davy Jones-looking dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those guys. Squidhead from Jabba's Palace. Yeah, that might be Moncala. Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. Yeah, oh, man. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Are they going to see Akbar's son when he's like four years old? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. You know, he, he he appears in The Rise of Skywalker. By the way, Steve, I would love to see 
you know, throw out a little Taika Waititi prediction here. Like, if Taika Waititi really is going to make a Star Wars film, I hope it's about that, dude. About Akbar's son. About Akbar's son. And he's a total goofball. It's like super bad with Amon Calamari. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think some of that stuff looked a little too real world for, you know, not, again, not to significantly turn me off to it uh, by any means. Then there was the, the, um, the Gamorrean ladies of wrestling. I don't know if they're actually ladies. When I first saw it, it mm. looked like two female Gamorans, Gamorreans wrestling. Okay, I did not, I did not really see uh, or notice or didn't jump out to me what uh, gender they may or may not be. And I think I'm wrong about but that. I'm really only familiar seeing Gamorreans on screen. Jabba's Palace. Yeah, those are the guards. only ones I know of. Yeah. Okay. Well, just compare those to what we saw in the wrestling ring. Yeah. Um. The dude that Java's palace are total slobs. Yes. Just big fatties. Right. The people we saw inside the wrestling ring, I don't know if those are just super fit. Are they just like middleweight Gamorreans? Exactly. Or are they, uh, you know. So did you feel like they, were they not robust enough for you? Well, not not that they weren't robust enough. It's just the only thing I've really, I'm familiar with are big fatties. And now we get these, uh, <laughs> you know, these lean, mean wrestling machines. Yeah. They're solo flex Gamorreans. Yes. Yes. They were on the Billy, Ban- Billy Blank's Thai bow regimen. Yeah. But I was, one thing I am curious about, are they in there of their own volition? Yeah. Good question. Are they in that physical condition because they're, you know, mistreated or enslaved or yeah. fighting and they don't want to or they, they have to because they're trying to survive? Now that you're saying that, Steve, I'm going to break everything that I just said two minutes ago and I'm going to attack. About not digging deep? Uh, no, about attaching a hope to something that we saw ah. in the trailer. So now now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Now that you've put the possibility of, uh, of of captive Gamorreans in my head, what I really hope happens, and I already felt this way when when they when John Favreau first showed a, a maquette of a Gamorrean, like eight yes. months ago or yep. something, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that's the new Quill. You know, that's the new Ugnot for season two. Is you know maybe Mando goes in there and rescues a Gamorrean, and and that Gamorrean forms part of the squad. Okay. One of the reasons I hope that is because, you know, as much as I love the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, it's pretty clear that they need more people around them. You know, it's interesting at times when it's just the two of them. But I think the show is mm-hmm. better, you know, when Cara Dune's around, when Grief Karga's around. You know, I, I think they need a little more of a supporting cast. Oh, sure. Um, no, I agree with you. To have the ensemble really, really clicking on all cylinders. So I'm curious about it being a Gamorrean, though. We've really never heard them talk on screen. No. They've snorted. Yep. Luke threw threw a chokehold on them. You know, <laughs> yeah. and in the books and legends, it was uncommon for the Gamorians to do anything but their own pig language. Right. Aside from Piggy and the Wraith Squadron that could somehow speak English, basic. Sorry. Basic. Speak basic. Yes. And yeah. he was also a university professor. <laughs> That's deeper than I've ever dug, Steve. So good. It's so good. I hope that they stick with that. I hope all they do is snort. <laughs> okay. And if Taika Waititi could be nominated for an Emmy for voicing a monotone oh. droid. No, watch. They set the stage with the skinny wrestlers. Taika will be in costume as a Gamorrean. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, that would be the best. Yeah. So anyway, a little real worldy for me. Even that wrestling ring just looked like a normal Earth wrestling ring. Um I prefer, True. yeah. Yeah, they they could have went with something more akin to what we saw in the Solo movie when Clint Howard 
showed up yes. next to this like <laughs> MMA cage. And he, uh, you know, yeah, t- awesome. I hope Clint Howard's in the Mandalorian somehow. By the way, good luck finding it. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that was ex- that was as suggestive as we get, Steve. Um, but I love the fact that there are Gamorians in here, and I love I, you know this just again solidified, Steve. You and I are probably. I don't know, five years younger, 10 years younger than John Favreau at most. Um, yeah, probably. So it's That's not surprising bet. that the things that speak to him speak to us. Steve, one thing that I absolutely loved, uh, aside from the Bantha shot, I thought perhaps the most beautiful scene in the trailer and one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen in anything Star Wars is the shot of the Razor Crest flying through the clouds with two X-Wings. That was awesome. That was absolutely stunning. Um, mm-hmm. it reminded me, you know, there, there was the, the shots of Moff Gideon in season one, those scenes were so beautiful and there was something about mm-hmm. them that just felt, I don't know if they, I, I believe we know that they use models, uh, for a lot of the show, practical effects. So I don't know if that's why, I don't know if it's cause they were using a model for that, for that TIE fighter. Um, there's a beautiful shot like that in the last Jedi when Ray flies the millennium Falcon into crate. Um, yep. there's also, also as the, uh, the X-Wings approach uh, Maz's castle in The Force Awakens when they're coming across the water. I love that scene. Beautiful. So, like, this is right up there with it's, those, man. It's the resistance. I hate Maz, by the way. You know, the other day I made my kid uh, <laughs> a, a cinnamon raisin bagel. I cut it in half, put it on a plate, and it looked like Maz. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that shot, I, I really, it's it's one of the most beautiful shots I think I've ever seen in Star Wars. And, I mean, like, it's, it's almost up there. I don't think, I don't know if anything will ever touch Cloud City. The, the beautiful orangey, mm-hmm. pink, purple hues of, of Cloud City and Empire Strikes Back. But this comes really close for me. So I can't wait to see. And it looked like those were uh, off-brand X-Wings. So I'm really curious to see, like, who who are they? Why are they there with Mando? Like, why is he, why is he rolling with X-Wings? Yeah, two, two X-Wings. And in one shot, they're side by side with him. And in another shot, they're following or pursuing him. Right. That's the shot, right? So, uh-huh. yeah, they're flying behind him. And I, I wondered the same thing. Yep. Uh, it looks like... I, I have to go back and look at it again. I think their S-foils were open, which would indicate a bit of an attack. Yes. I'm not implying they're attacking him, but right. we don't know the situation. Right. They could be... It looks like they're part of a convoy initially. And then when they're flying through the clouds... Yeah, I got the impression it, it almost does... They could have got lost. Part look... of a convoy or something. <laughs> that was good, Steve. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember the next line. Do you know that my kid has, you know, talk about proud dad moments. My kid, sure. my kid has asked to rewatch the original trilogy recently. So we watch new hope again and we watch empire strikes back again. So I've just watched those. And that's why it pains me so much that I can't think of the follow-up line to the one you just said. Did, did, did you do the right thing and watch the Harmies despecialized editions? <laughs> Steve, I did not. I settled okay. like a big jerk settled for the Disney plus editions because I'm a terrible parent because they're fine. Yeah. Because, yep. because McClunky is not Canon. No, but, but Steve, <laughs> it's amazing. It's been amazing. You know, I feel like now that she's watching it a little older, she has a newfound appreciation and it's like, she got sure. everything that, that we've loved for 40 years, you know? Nice. It was, she was just like, Oh, the, the twin sunset is just so beautiful. Oh, and then the music hits and it's just like, wow. Oh, I get chill. Like, and I'm just like, oh, you're, you know, you're now experiencing this. Like mm-hmm. your eyes are fully opened, you know? Yeah. Um, so she, you know, she just took the red pill 
And that's exciting to see. Um, anyways, back to this trailer. Anything else that stood out to you, Steve? Well, one thing I missed, uh, and, well, the first two times I saw the trailer, it was on my iPhone at work. So I didn't really. Oh, man, you know, Steve. There's things I miss, and I don't. I didn't care about. Oh, I need to see it on 4K, you know, 65 inch LED TV. My first viewing, whatever. <laughs> uh, but when I did last night with the kids, there the initial shot of the Razor Crest, that thing is tore up yep. and is clearly just like meandering its way down to falling into falling to the surface of a planet. Yeah, and the back door is open, which you don't yep. want in space. No, just yeah. flopping around. Yep. You know, one of the engines looks like it's sputtering mm-hmm. out a little bit, and then. Also, in the trailer, and it's very, very, very brief. It looks like you see the Razor Crest actually shooting through, oh, atmosphere, plummeting through, like a, right? Yeah, like a like a little ball of fire. Yep. So oh interesting. man. Oh, no so maybe. Oh, happening. right. I didn't actually put those two things together. Mm. That should be exciting. I, I I wonder how much they're going to do with. I mean, last year, it seemed like Dave Filoni and John Favreau took a sick pleasure in dangling Baby Yoda in front of danger, constantly. I mean, they're like, oh, Bill Burr's character, complete jerk, complete shady criminal. Let's have him pick up Baby Yoda. (laughs) Steve, my kid, my kid was ready to run out of the house to the police station to report this. Yeah. I look forward to more of that in season two. Um, He might be back, by the way. Yes. I hope he is. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. He filmed. He's a Boston guy, kid. He's a bounty hunter. The kid's from Canton. (laughs) Is that where he's from? Yeah, yeah, okay. can. Steve, we got some great directors for season two. This was something that was also confirmed. Uh, first and foremost, Carl Weathers is directing an episode of The Mandalorian season two. I am so happy about that. There better be a training montage in that video, in that episode, <laughs> on a beach. Well, you know, the music for The Mandalorian was made for that, Steve. Yep. I mean, clearly, clearly. Yeah. The tie-in with Goranson in the Creed movies, perfect. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be so good. Bryce Dallas Howard will be directing an episode again. Steve, I initially... BDH. When I first saw her episode of season one, Sanctuary, yep. I was mm-hmm. a little underwhelmed at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's become one of maybe my top three episodes of the first season. It, it's like it, it is its own thing. Yeah, I love the change of pace it brought us. I love it. I love it. And it's mm-hmm. I think it it's one of the most beautiful episodes too. It's got a completely mm-hmm. different color palette. That's why I had to go out and buy the ATST with the the Raider, the Clatoonian Raider driver. Um, <laughs> which I way overpaid for. Um, but anyway, so really excited to have her back. Dave Filoni will be directing again. Rick sure. Famuyiwa, I might be saying that wrong. Famuyiwa. Who directed yep, right. chapter two of season one, which was incredible, With which also won Emmys last night. And six. Did he do two? I think he did six. Yeah, he did. Um, he, he, he did he the did Prisoner. He did the Bill Burr episode. Yeah, the, the yep. one that, that you and I very much disagree on. But we don't have to get into that now. No. Steve likes it. I hate it. Whatever. Peyton Reed, who I believe is the guy who directed the Ant-Man movies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I have no idea what to expect there. Not at all. Yeah. No idea. I mean, if he got Paul Rudd to jump in, that'd be great. But I don't think that's happening. Robert Rodriguez will direct an episode. I've heard good things about him. He directed Spy Kids. I didn't see that. Um, I think he directed Dust Till Dawn. He's made some... It's weird. He's got like a range of like kids movies to horror movies and everything in between. Was Dust Till Dawn the, 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 the Clooney and Tarantino movie? Yes. Uh, more importantly, Selma Hayek's coming out party. Okay. That, Marking that, that down. That was a moment you don't forget. Um, when, no. <laughs> when, when do you see that trailer for the first time? Um, and John Favreau himself. I'm, I'm really excited about that, Steve. I felt like last season, right. again, I like all the episodes, mm-hmm. loved most of them. 
but you can kind of tell that there's just this notch up in quality when John Favreau is more involved. You know, there were there it felt to me like there were episodes where he was more hands off and it kind of showed. And when you look at the credits, you find out like, yeah, he wasn't as involved in that one. Um, so the more inf- the more involved he is, the better. Yeah, he mur- he murders. He's great. He's so good. The, there's definitely going to be stuff we're missing on this trailer. Yeah, right? yeah. The hardest two minutes of footage to cover ever. Yes, it absolutely is. People are talking about this man, this Boba Fett's armor on the back of the speeder bike. Really? On the shot, on the shot where Din's going straight away from the camera. Oh. There's a oh, telephoto lenses have zoomed in on this stuff and are pointing to the, the jetpack <laughs> is right behind underneath Din's jetpack. And yeah. then the helmet is off to the right-hand side. You can yeah. see it and there's arrows pointing to it. Yep. Okay. And you know what, Steve? None of that is going to add to anyone's enjoyment of the show until you watch it, right? Like, so to me, the thing right. is like, you know, that's great. If you want to do that, go ahead, right? But like... <laughs> It's not going to make anything better. If that is, in fact, Boba Fett's armor in the show. That's right. When you see the episode, it's going to be great. And they got it back from Tatooine Freetown Sheriff Cobb Vanth from the Aftermath book. (laughs) Speaking of snorting, um, (laughs) Steve, what is your feeling about the rumored? So, you know, the rumors are uh, without getting into any spoiler territory, which I I don't think we know any anyways. But like Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Do you believe that that is happening? I do believe that's happening. You know what? I do believe that's happening only because Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, outlets like that have reported on it. Yes. I agree. I think there's too many, you know, there are too many reports, too many rumors for it not to be true at this point. Yeah. And even her comments on it were pretty coy. Um, Oh, completely. Oh, yeah. She almost confirmed it herself. Um, And I think I think if we had had Star Wars Celebration this year, we'd already know. You know, I think she would have been on stage. And people's heads would have exploded. Yeah. And Wouldn't have been surprised if they had brought her out during the panel. Now, what do you think about Boba Fett? What do you think about um, about Boba actually being in the show? I love I love the evidence that we're, we we heard or kind of, you know, at oh, the end yeah. of episode five. Right. On Tatooine where we're and I don't even remember the character's name, but Ming-Na Wen is laying there. I don't think she's dead. Right. I think she, I, I think we see her again, but. I think she's dead and I'm really upset because I think she was an awesome character. But yeah, that no that's, that scene. Oh, man. Fenix? Is that her name? Fenix? Yeah. Fenix Shan? Yes. Fenix Shan, right? Fenix, yes. Yeah. For some reason, I got the impression she wasn't dead. But okay. I, I, I don't know. I hope she's not. What did she did? She take a blaster to the gut or something? I mean, she could have been yeah. like, wearing some kind of armor yeah. underneath. I mean, it was idiot Toro Calican. So that guy probably didn't finish the job. Yeah. No, oh, Steve, was he, he the worst? It. I mean, where does he rank on worst Star Wars characters of all time? He's right up there with um, Sleaze Bagano buying death sticks off, uh, <laughs> trying to sell Obi-Wan death sticks. <laughs> he was it's more actually, convincing actually, to me. That guy's better than Toro Calican. But uh, you know, look, Toro has a small subset of fans. Um, like his dad. Yeah. Um, maybe his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I've heard she has a critical eye. Now, uh, the funniest thing about that guy, Steve, was like after the Rise of Sky- Skywalker came out, he like publicly crapped on it. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't doing himself any favors. I mean, he died in the episode, so it's not like he was going to come back. But Thank heavens. It's like, Thank heavens. Like, why do you do that? Um, Steve, I am super excited about the Mandalorian season two. Um, do you think we'll get another trailer between now and October 30th? Or do you think that's it? I, um, I hope that that's it, but I'm not really sure. We typically do with these. Um, I hope we don't. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, ha- I'm happy we got this one, but I wish we didn't specifically because 
fans on the internet were just assaulting every every scoopster, every official post, everybody. Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? You know what? Screw yeah. your trailer. How about you get nothing <laughs> until October 30th? I would have been so happy. If Steve, can you imagine them ever doing that? I mean, like I, I, I'm into internet vindictiveness. Yeah. That's that's what I'm all about. It's like you want. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna cry about it. Right. Okay, you're not gonna get anything. How do you like that? <laughs> it's oh, it's it was so bad. Like Steve, even, that is so Bostonian of you, dude. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick yeah. Boseman died. T'Challa. Okay. Yep. Star Wars. Star Wars official Twitter uh, puts a nice memoriam up. First comment: Where's the Mando trailer? Good. Good lord! All right, you know, delete your account. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's worth a lifetime Twitter ban. For that person, I don't want another trailer. Yeah. Oh man. Well, now, Steve. Now I wish we hadn't gotten this one, just for that right? person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, we'll probably get another one, and we'll love it, and we'll pick it apart, and off to the races yeah. we go. I don't know, man. I, I might not. You, you know, here's the thing. Like with such, so if we did get another trailer. Uh, yeah, we're, we're a little over a month out now. So presumably it would come with less than a month to go. I can mm-hmm. wait, you know, but I do remember last season oh, they, yeah. they did release more. I think they released another mm-hmm. trailer only a week or two before it came out. Um, yeah. At this point, yeah, yeah. I want to wait, man. Like, I don't want to see anything else. I mean, the, these episodes, I mean, they're not super long. You know, there are only so many surprises you can have. So the yep. more you see in the trailer, the less the less surprise and shock and awe you're going to experience watching the show. Yep. Steve, I can wait, but I can't wait. Oh, totally. Steve, thank you so much for coming on to talk about this. Dude, thanks for having me. I hope that you're back again in the near future. This is my second or third appearance. Hopefully, I'll be on with Jeff. Some, and maybe it'll never happen. No, absolutely. No, we're going to do it. We're going to make it happen, Steve. Um, you know, <laughs> Jeff's availability in the near future is a little up in the air. But, you know, Jeff might need some right. downtime. Jeff might need this yeah. Star Wars talk in between sleepless nights. So right, if he, if he's warming up a bottle, it's like two thirty in the morning. <laughs> we can get on a call. I might have you and him record an episode while I try to sleep without actually having even met each other. We'll just get on a Skype call and do that thing. That'd be amazing. You guys can have yeah. a, a, a bassy voice off. Yeah. <laughs> this is Brett. This is Steve, and we're just talking about Star Wars: The Mandalorian season two trailer on the Skywalk. <laughs>